running out of time with one of my favorite guests, Clint Waltz. We always have such a good time. You make your way in the studio two to three times a year, and there's never a shortage of questions for you. They seem to keep coming. They do, and I love it. I love it. Now folks are waking up and pleasantly surprised, like, oh, Clint's been on the radio today. So I will be posting this show as a podcast so you can listen back to a lot of Clint's great advice for folks, even if it doesn't cover your specific question, just very good general advice uh, and ways to manage your turf and keep it. Now, I have some quick, maybe rapid-fire questions for you and then a couple of calls. I think these can go pretty quickly. General questions that I've received from people, Clint. Do you have to blow the leaves off of the lawn to effectively maybe be watering a new lawn? Do those leaves hamper the lawn in any way? A quick answer there is probably no. They don't hamper the irrigation getting down to it, uh, but they do cause some other problems. So I would recommend uh, removing those leaves and, and allowing that water to move through the canopy, allowing that canopy to dry out. And why is and that important? Disease. Mm-hmm. So reduced disease. And the other is, is if, if you're still green, that grass is photosynthesizing and we're making sugars that are going down into reserves such that it will help grass green up next spring. So those leaves are shading. Photosynthesis didn't happen, sugar production didn't happening, and they could be slower coming out next spring. All right. Now, this is a marital spat. I'm not going to say between who. Uh, is pre-emergence beneficial to put out in November? We told folks in mid-September, get it out for preventional winter weeds so you'll see fewer weeds this winter. But now in November, is pre-emergence going to do us any good for any weed? The answer is yes. Uh, when it comes to our, our grass that we that we worry with, which many times is, or the weed we worry with many times, which is annual bluegrass, it, it germinates throughout the wintertime. So if you didn't get it out, odds are good it germinated and you're going to have still a good bit of POA, but you can reduce that overall population by getting it out. So anything that would germinate in December, January, early February, uh, you reduce some of that. So okay, well. it, it's noticeable. But it's one of those that it could help, but it, it it's not going to hurt. That was not a favorable answer to said marital spat. Thanks a lot, Clint. <laughs> I told you there's a reason I don't do marriage counseling. John's still in bed, so it doesn't matter. He didn't hear your answer. Um, okay, another John, this is not my husband, wants to know the best shade-tolerant fescue. And when we say shade-tolerant, there has to come a point where... It is just too darn shady. Sure. Um, there, well, let's start back with some of the tall fescue. Tall fescue, as we know it, um, it's got some pretty good shade tolerance to it. Now, I haven't done any of the work actually looking at because my tall fescue trials have like 144 cultivars. Whoa. Yes. So it takes a large area, and I don't have that large an area underneath uh, shade uh, uh, on it. So I don't screen or evaluate for shade tolerance on tall fescue, but most of our tall fescues can take down to about three, four hours of filtered to intermittent wow. sun. Now, there are other tall fescues out there like fine fescue, red fescue, chewings fescue, and they're in the fescue, uh, festuca family, but they're not the same as tall fescue. And those have even better shade um, persistence with them, uh, but what they don't have is heat tolerance. Uh. So unless you're higher elevations in the mountains here in Georgia, going after one of the Fine fescues is probably not a really good idea for metro Atlanta area. Stick with the tall fescue. Yeah, they'll, they'll germinate and come up this time of year. But, you know, if you tell me next year it's going to be 95, 100 degrees in Atlanta, which it could happen, yeah, they're going to fade right on out and they'll disappear. All right. And this is a question every homeowner wants to know right now. Uh, if they overseeded for fescue in the last month, month and a half or so, like I did, um, how long into seed establishment do you water? I mean, people are like really good for a week or two, getting the sprinklers out and doing things. But then after a few weeks, they're kind of like, do I have to keep doing this? How long do you water 
after you've established or trying to establish a new lawn? Well, until you get germination. Uh, okay. And right now we're soil temperatures and I'm looking here in Griffin. So for the month of, of October, our average is 67.6 at the four inch depth. So we're still fairly warm. So which germination is going to happen fairly quickly within five to 10 days mm-hmm. uh, on it. So you're going to have to keep enough moisture and water out there on it to get germination. And once you've got good germination, you're starting to see those seedlings get up, say, inch and a half, two inches. You can start pulling the water back. So instead of watering, say, two or three times a day to, for favorable for germination, you can go to once a day and start going a little bit longer and getting deeper water uh, out there on it. So pretty heavy for the first, say, seven to 10 days. And then you can start kind of scaling it back from, say, 10 to, to 21 days. And then hopefully around 21, 28 days, watering once a week or once every 10 days should be sufficient. And that's that's really interesting. You bring up that point, and I've said that on the show a number of times. Deeper, less frequent waterings are more beneficial for the roots. So the longer you water and let that sprinkler run and you're having the water puddle versus, oh, I'm going to run the sprinkler three times this week, but only 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there, that is not as helpful. Correct. And then you said puddle. So if it's staying there and on site, that's one thing, because then you're going to get penetration. It's going to move into soil. But what you don't want to have there is runoff. So from a water conservation standpoint, let's not run them so long that the water's starting to puddle and then we go from puddle to runoff. So if, if it's staying there and we're penetrating the soil and getting in absolutely deep and infrequent is, is another adage we use in turf a lot when it yeah. comes to irrigation is uh, deep and infrequent. So, yeah, see, my husband's really impatient and he wants to just keep moving the sprinkler around every 10 or 15 minutes. And I just think, no, it needs a little bit more than that. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to time. You need to set a dish out there, or a gauge out there and see how long with that sprinkler in that place it takes to get about an inch of water. See, that Master Gardener class was ah. excellent for you, wasn't oh, thank it? thank you. So now, now you just got to get John to do it. I know. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. He still knows better than me. Love the guy. Um, along those lines, Benny asked, you know, I've got Bermuda in the front, Zoysia in the back in Cartersville, but should the irrigation of the grass change this time of year? Does grass type matter with as far as what it needs and, it, and those going dormant? Um, you should need less because they are going dormant. The growth on them is, is slower, so they're not going to, but you do want to keep them hydrated, especially as dry as we've been kind of lately. Mm-hmm. And then Two parts of it. One, we haven't had a lot of rain, so that's dry. And the other is, is humidities have been fairly low, too. Right. So um, desiccation or drying out, uh, isn't it? So still irrigating every, say, a, once a week at, at half to three quarters of an inch is not a bad idea for our warm season grasses. Although they're not growing aggressively, keeping them hydrated is, is not a bad idea if you have the ability. Very good round of questioning. Thank you. You didn't even break a sweat. That was easy, wasn't it? (laughs) After 20-something years, it's starting to get... uh, There's not many I hadn't heard.